Hi, I'm Holly. And I am Danielle, and you're listening to the Spooky Hour. Boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats. Woo! Woo! Remake! <laughs> I rearranged my, like, whole house again, so I'm recording in my kitchen, so if the audio sounds like shit, my bad. Sorry. Not yeah, sorry. I went, yeah, I went from, like, the office back downstairs to, like, the kitchen, so. We're just going on a tour of Danielle's house. It's yeah, fine. It's fun. <laughs> we'll pick a spot eventually. Eventually. Right now, this is the spot, so. Happy Monday. Monday, friends. I don't even know what date is today. I realized as I was saying that. Yeah. <laughs> it's if Friday. It's, if it's, like, yeah, today's Friday, but, like, when you guys hear this, it's Stuart's 30th birthday. Oh, my God, it is. He's old as Yay. fuck. He's so old yeah i hope to god we could take him out to celebrate soon because he fucking deserves it after his 29th year <laughs> seriously he fucking deserves to sit on a patio and have like 10 beers handed to him yeah. at once so uh i i work with Stuart for those who don't remember slash i don't know if we've ever said that but and he's had just like a shit year at work <laughs> yeah like this one very big thing rested on like him alone essentially <laughs> so yeah and he fucking, fucking killed it. I just want to take the man out. Like, yeah, he killed it. But, like, at the same time, homeboy doesn't need that stress. No, he does need patio drinks. Yeah. Lots and so, lots and lots of them. Cheers to Stuart. If you're Ontario, in Ontario, get on a patio and have a drink for Stuart. Because we could do that now. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm dragging something somewhere. Even if you're listening to this at, like, 9 in the morning, just have a tequila just get shot for Stuart's birthday. Shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, fuck it. <laughs> Where's it's, your Where's your fun spirit? Come on! It's like a worldwide <laughs> celebration for people. Are like, who the fuck is Stuart? He's my fiance. Oh I man, he's like, like the only reason we figured out how to do this yeah. shit. <laughs> we owe him a lot. <laughs> what What's the fucking feed called that we have? He's like, you guys need a, a what, RSS feed? Was it RSS? Feed? Oh, something. Yeah, I can't. And we're like, wait, that. what's that? <laughs> what is an RSS feed? This is going terribly. So, yeah, we probably wouldn't have a podcast without Stuart. It would just be, like, us recording and then, like, sending files via Gmail, and that's it. That's it. <laughs> it wouldn't make it onto anything. <laughs> yeah. So the sound quality and everything that has happened is, he's our he's our go-to. So thank you, Stuart. Thanks, Stuart. We and appreciate it. And that's about you. it. That's all, the, that's all the fun things we have to talk about this week, I think. I think that's it. That's all I got. Taylor Swift is releasing... releasing releasing her vision oh my god i did it again you were just so so excited your brain's melting (laughs) (laughs) taylor swift is releasing her version of my favorite album red so that was like the peak of my day today i fucking cried and danielle's like wait who's taylor and i was like fuck off like (laughs) no the way you told me i was like who's you said red and taylor and i was like i don't know what the fuck you're talking about i was like what and it was like a snapchat so, so i'm like i'm like what is it makes this? you feel it'll be better you're the only one who answered okay <laughs> everyone else is just like this fucking bitch <laughs> when you told me it was like that i didn't want to like I, I i actually held back like my sarcastic humor like i was actually genuinely just like who the f- what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> and then after that i was like i'm not gonna make fun of her for it so just let her have some yeah. joy okay just let, just her, let have her have it. it no i'm excited it's it's not coming till fucking november but whatever i'm excited oh really That's it. Didn't she release the last one in, like, an hour? Like, a hot second? (laughs) No, literally. So, I'm confused as to why she's saying it's, like, done and she's going to release it in five months. I feel like there's something else coming within those five months. That's my my guess. She has, like, five months to get more money, I guess? I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly it. That's how I see these albums <laughs> being re-released is just another way to make money. Oh, for sure. No, it's 100%. That's what it is. Yeah. But. I mean, it's brilliant. I'm but still like, going to eat it up. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like saying it's a bad thing. I think it's fucking brilliant. But like at the same time, that's what, why they're doing it. Yeah. No, 100%. And yeah. it's to like take away the streams from, from the other guy that bought her albums or whatever. I'm not like, in. Yeah. I'm not, I have no idea what's going on. With it's that. a whole. Yeah, yeah. That's that's for another podcast. <laughs> that's like a, the whole, that's nothing I am interested in. So I've never. <laughs> I don't have the mental capacity. I have too much shit going on in my life. I don't need to worry about Taylor Swift's drama. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's it's a very long like. It's long. There's law. There's fucking copyright shit and producing and. And people yelling at each yeah. other. And... It's a very, like, you need, like, three hours to sit and consume it all. We won't go through that. Just no. know that Taylor Swift is coming out with Red, and I'm excited. <laughs> you and my friend Amanda are probably the only two people I know that are probably happy about this. Like, personally. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I'm sorry. That's it. That's, that's it. it. I'm excited. Fuck you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm letting you have it. I'm letting you she have is. it. She is. I will. She's, she's, I see it in her eyes that there's something stewing. I'll probably hear it at some point. She'll wait till November or something. And she's got a joke. I know it's coming. Yeah. I'm just going to like linger in it for a bit. And <laughs> anticipation. It's a good thing. The day it comes out, she's just going to shit on my parade. <laughs> you would do oh. the same thing to me too. Absolutely. This is called friendship. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you have like normal healthy friendships, but like good for you if you do it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, everyone has, like, different kinds of friendships. I only have, like, one friendship, so therefore I have to combine every one of, like, the different oh God, types of friendships so in one. That's so true. That's so yeah. true. My favorite was the, the GIF slash GIF, whatever you say, uh, that you sent me of the uh, Barney beating up the guy in the dinosaur yeah. suit. Like, because that is us to a T. Like, <laughs> Definitely. I forget why um, I sent that. I think you said something was going to make me cry or you were going to cry. And oh, I was no, like, no. You, you bought a you bought one of my keychains and then oh, I right. told you up one price and you gave me more than that one price and I said I was going to fight you. <laughs> right. And then, uh, yeah, I sent that. Right. I I'm remember. still going to fight you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do with people crying. So that, I was like, that's, I might have sent it because of that. So, but. Probably. Knows? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Deals like, ugh, feelings. Yeah. I don't, yeah, no. How do, how do you deal, how do you deal with murder though? Are you good with murder? Uh, Is yeah. murder okay? That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> i'm in the mood today it's good are you okay yeah. because this is like this is a good one um well, not a good one but like a. you all know what we mean we're not apologizing yeah. anymore. danielle's gonna get mad at some point in this one that's all i'm saying oh okay good <laughs> so today i'm gonna tell you about the murder of lauren giddings uh so while the murder itself is horrific it was actually the interview with the killer that really creeped me out in this case it takes a lot to bother me and this guy fucking really bothered me um so I want to mention that I got a lot of my research from chillingcrimes.com because their website is very heavily protected and they're all like, credit us if you even use an idea that was one of ours. So I'm even crediting if you use the you. word and, it's our yeah. word. <laughs> I'm crediting you. Please don't come for me. I did a lot of very research using your website. It was great. Very well organized. The end. Just um, send it to me and I'll put it in the show notes. So then, yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Yep. Okay. Well, yeah. Don't let me forget to do that. Yeah. Um, Lauren Giddings was a 27-year-old law student who studied at Mercer University in Georgia. Uh, in June of 2011, Lauren graduated the law program and was just one test away from passing her Georgia bar exam. She was a bright, ambitious young woman who lived on her own while working towards her dream of becoming a lawyer. 
Uh, she was incredibly hardworking, so her friends and family didn't really find it odd when they hadn't heard from her in a few days towards the end of June. Uh, Lauren had told her, like, in her social circle that she was planning on locking herself in her apartment to study for the exam. She That's was like last commitment. Seen- I could never. Yeah, she like preemptively told him, like, you will not hear from me for five days because I'm studying. Usually, me, it's because I can't get out of bed. And yeah. like, <laughs> but like, I feel like I'm the same way. Like, if my, if I ever got murdered, my family could go weeks without talking to oh, me absolutely. and think it's fine because I, yeah, that's just who I am. Yeah, like no, I was saying, I was saying that the other day, like, you and my other friend, like, I could go, like, well we talk pretty much every day like we at least send a snapchat every day but yeah. i feel like it wouldn't surprise me if i didn't hear from you for like three days yeah because you know? I, I go on random like breaks where i don't look at my phone but i don't tell anybody and yeah everyone's just used to that but like i could be murdered in those three days you have no idea and i literally wouldn't know no. i don't know what would tip it off i don't know mm. um but yeah, she she told everybody that they wouldn't hear from her, so no one no one thought anything odd. Um, so she was last seen on June twenty fifth when she hung out with a group of friends. After uh, like the following weekend, Laura's local college friends started to get worried. They reached out to Lauren's family, who assured them that she was just working hard at studying. Uh, her friends still felt like uneasy about it though, because Lauren had mentioned some things to them that stuck out in their mind now that she wasn't answering their calls. So Lauren told her friends that she felt like weird being in her apartment. She never explicitly said that she was in danger, but she did say she felt as though she was being watched. Uh, Lauren went on a trip once and when she returned home, she thought she noticed that some things had been moved in her apartment, but she kind of shrugged it off thinking that it was just like, she was just like a cluttered mess. So she's like, well, maybe it was there all along and I just don't remember kind of thing. And sorry, she Um, was alone, right? Lived alone? She lived alone. Yeah, she lived alone. Okay. Yeah. Um, so on June 30th, four days after she was last heard from, uh, a friend named Ashley decided to go check Lauren's apartment herself. She, uh, I guess, had a spare key, so she let herself in and noted that nothing was missing or seemed out of place. Sorry, my nose is so itchy. <laughs> it's okay. I'm watching, um, the, there's a baby squirrel Aww. on my deck right now, and he's drinking out of Kylo's pool. Oh my and god, he's so cute. stop! Look at him, he's just staring. He's so cute! Sorry, that was, like, very sidetracked. No, that's fine. They were so cute. Um, I remember where I left off because it was so fucking cute. You were itching your nose, so it was, like, a good oh, time right. to, like, Yeah, off. no, good. Yeah. So, uh, nothing seemed out of place. Uh, Lauren's purse, her keys, and her belongings were all in her apartment, and her car was still parked outside, too. Lauren, however, was nowhere to be found. Um, Ashley decided in that moment to call the police. When they arrived, they began a search of the apartment complex, complex sorry that lauren lived in uh the media slowly began to accumulate as a crowd of like volunteers showed up to help search so police searched the apartment but as the friends already noted nothing seemed out of place they sprayed luminol in the main area of the apartment but there was no blood and they ended up moving into the bathroom and it was a completely different story when they sprayed the luminol the bathroom lit up with glowing blood stains uh police didn't let the press know just yet but they had changed their search into a recovery at that point and they knew they were just looking for a body just because there was so much blood yeah oh god so they searched the grounds of the apartment complex while other officers began, uh, like, interviewing the residents. It didn't take long before an officer located a black garbage bag in one of the dumpsters on site. When he opened the bag, he found a female torso that was missing its limbs and head. Uh, but the officer knew in that moment that he had found Lauren. Uh, 
sorry i'm out of breath for no reason um, this is stressful that's why it is stressful i'm getting stressed um one of the residents who police had interviewed stood out to them his name was steven mcdaniel steven was helping the group search for lauren but he gave off a bad vibe um he was overly helpful to the officers and boasted about his friendship with lauren he even told them that he had asked her on a date but she declined because she was dating another man um so Stephen was giving an interview to True, Ti- True Crime Daily, speaking about the search for Lauren. Uh, he described her as a nice person and, once again, a friend of his. The police hadn't made the discovery of the torso public at this point, so cameras captured a genuine reaction when the reporter had asked Stephen to describe the area where the body was found. Um, I watched the, the footage, and it's, like, it's creepy. So Stephen's face goes completely blank, and he just goes, The body? And then he just goes silent and he's like, sorry, I have to go sit down. Um, So the the reporter's like trying to ask him like more about the area. She's like, well, we're not sure it's Lauren, but yeah, like they found a body. Do you want to tell us about the area? And he's like, um, no, I'm just going to go sit down. Yeah. So he, he walks out of the frame, sits down and like holds his head in his hands. Um, He does eventually return to the camera and starts like crying about how he doesn't know how someone could do this to her and all that stuff. Um, so police wanted to speak to him again, citing a discovery in his apartment. Uh, earlier in the day, while Stephen was being overly chatty, he told police that he was a virgin. But when they checked his apartment, they found two condoms in his bedroom. They questioned him on it, and he told them that he stole them from two apartments in the complex. He had a master key cut so he could execute break-ins. Um, oh, interesting. Which, you know, also a crime. So, like, way to just, like, admit a crime to police officers. But it's okay. Um, I'm only stealing condoms. So, like... Yeah, that's it. And I'm a virgin, so it's not even like I'm using them. Yeah. Um, What the fuck? Also sketchy, so... so. Yeah. While they were questioning him, officers continued to search the apartment and found a... Something just popped up on my laptop. What the fuck? Sorry. Um, They found a hacksaw with blood on it and several pairs of women's underwear. Later analysis would reveal the blood and one of the pairs of underwears belonged to Lauren. Uh, he had actually sewn several pairs of the underwear un- into like a weird like mask thing. What? Just because like this story simply was not creepy enough. Um, Did so he they wear arrested Stephen. I don't want to know. I, I, I don't know. I think they asked him that in the interview, which I will get to, but you don't get an answer. Okay. Um, because that's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. So they arrested Stephen, charging him with the murder of Lauren Giddings, along with a slew of child exploitation charges from pornographic images they discovered on his hard drive, um, along with, like, the whole break-in thing. So uh, further searches would later reveal that Stephen had been stalking Lauren for quite some time. Investigators found hundreds of images of her on various drives in his apartment, along with videos taken from inside her apartment. His search history revealed that he would track her social media pages daily. In a weird twist of fate, Lauren was actually set to move out of the apartment that day, uh, like the day they found her body, because she had a hunch that she was being watched. And investigators believe that this is what set the killer off. Um, So Stephen, who earlier I said was very chatty with the the police, suddenly seemed to forget how to talk during his questioning period. Um, If you're into watching, like, uh, investigative uh interviews and stuff uh check out the youtube channel jsc criminal psychology they have the whole interview up there and it's really really fascinating to watch um so they also do like a really great job where they analyze the footage and explain the difference between someone who's like truly not criminally responsible versus what steven did during this uh interview which we believe is acting so 
Uh, I'm going to start this next bit off by saying Stephen was also a law student at the same school as Lauren and worked as a law clerk. So he was very familiar with how police interviews worked, and he knew that anything he said in those moments could ruin his case for him. So during the entire interview... I keep scrolling too far. I'm sorry. During the entire interview, Stephen appeared to be in like a zoned out state. He had a blank stare, would only look at the wall, and his speech became like monotone and he would only utter the words yes, no, or I don't know. Yes, uh, no, whenever maybe the so. D- yeah. <laughs> uh, so he he never gave like a, a sentence answer. He They would just ask him a question. He would know. Like what happened to Chatty Cathy? So Exactly. And they ask him that too. They're like, I don't get it. You were so friendly with us earlier. What's going on? And he's just like, I don't know. I'm guilty, and I don't want you to know that. That's exactly it. Um, So the detectives tried various tactics to get the conversation flowing, but none of them worked. Um, In one instant, a detective becomes confrontational uh, using, like, an intimidation tactic. He got close to Stephen and yelled, look at me when you're talking at him. And Stephen turned in, like, a horror movie slow-mo and stared him dead in the eyes. And he held his gaze like this until the detective had to leave the room and be replaced by another it was like kudos to that detective for not fucking decking that guy in the right because i would have I honestly it. it's a very frustrating interview to watch and you could hear the officers getting frustrated a lot of people say the officers did a bad job and like they didn't get answers so i guess they did a bad job but it's like they had fucking nothing to work with like, like how do you get zero answers to work with someone who's literally psychotic literally so uh the interview went on for hours and led absolutely nowhere when he did speak uh steven insisted he had nothing to do with the murder i really recommend watching the video to get a full idea how frustrating it was uh by the end of the night i think it was like four detectives total who had interviewed him and gotten absolutely nowhere they knew he did it but they wanted to get any information out of him that would help them locate the the rest of lauren's remains Mm -hmm. So they only found the torso there. They only, yeah, they only found the torso. Uh, At the end of the interview, his mother came to speak with him and he seemed to snap out of his trance and return to his normal speaking habits. Uh, This moment right here made investigators believe that this, this like state of shock he was putting on was just an act so that they couldn't get anything to use against him in court. Um, So, oh, sorry. However, uh, because of his admission to taking condoms from apartments and the whole like child porn thing, they were able to hold him for a month on burglary charges while they built their case around him for the murder charges. That's awesome. So eventually, while they were holding him, Stephen did confess to the killing of Lauren Giddings. Um, in order to cut a plea deal, he told investigators what happened that night. So at around 4.30 a.m. on June 26th, Stephen entered Lauren's apartment using his master key. Uh, he was dressed in all black and wore a mask and gloves. Was uh, it his so- underwear mask? Oh, my God. <laughs> Probably. i'm not trying to make a joke but like <laughs> i'm actually i didn't think of that i pictured curious. like a robber breaking in but now it's like oh okay. um he sounds he, like a fucking creepo so i feel like he would do he's that. definitely some sort of is it sociopath the word i'm looking for it he's works. something yeah he's something um so he claims he only broke in to watch because he knew she was moving and he wanted like one last look or whatever i want a gag um so he went into her bedroom and watched her sleeping but when he took a step the floor creaked and lauren woke up steven claimed that he panicked and pounced on her grabbing her by the throat um he said she fought hard and ripped his mask off in the struggle uh he said that she used his name and it caught him off guard like when she saw his face she was like oh my god i know you um and he like he was caught off guard so lauren took that as a chance to pull him to the ground uh and he 
again panicked and pinned her and strangled her until she stopped moving steven told detectives it was around 15 minutes um so from there he dragged her to the bathroom and returned to his apartment to try to figure out what to do next he went out bought a hacksaw and you know the rest um he said he had tossed her remains in various dumpsters and investigators were never able to locate the rest of them oh it's really sad yeah apparently the family like i they're not there that they're okay with it but they're like honestly like as long as he's behind bars like yeah we're good yeah um so uh not not a fun fact but if the detective who had found the torso if he had checked that dumpster just 10 minutes later they wouldn't have even found the torso that dumpster that it was in was uh was set to be emptied that day oh fuck so what are the chances i feel like lauren was like there in that moment like guiding yeah you know like it was just 10 minutes it was scheduled to be removed from there yeah um so Stephen was sentenced to life in prison and the prosecution did not push for the death penalty because lauren herself was opposed to it i thought that was cool that was one of the things she like was really passionate about in law was like fighting the death penalty so Mm -hmm. they didn't give it to him in this case oh wow um in 2019, Stephen filed an appeal citing an improper search of his home and accusing detectives of not reading him his rights in a timely manner. Oh, God. Um, which actually, I can't remember if it was this one or the other documentary I watched that day, but I'm pretty sure in the beginning of the video, they go, do you know his rights? And he says yes. So, <laughs> um. <laughs> so he ends up representing himself in the courtroom. using. Oh, so he schooling- Ted Bundy'd it absolutely um so he used his uh schooling to present what was called a quote passable case uh one of lauren's friends ashley who was the one who went into the apartment she was present for the proceedings and she summed it up perfectly she said quote he's getting to play lawyer something he never got the chance to do it's disgusting in my opinion i always thought steven wanted to be infamous this was his last shot to be infamous um after a short uh courtroom circus the judge sent him back to jail where he belongs and will hopefully rot for the rest of his days the end so he's still alive he's still alive cool i'm gonna beat him up we're adding that one to the list what a fucking (laughs) piece of work the worst part is is like he admitted he did it and then he's still like trying to file an appeal yeah he's like i know i did it and i know i killed someone but like pity me like Like, for what you want like a lesser sentence like they already didn't give you the death penalty yeah they could have just killed you like you, you know it's just that's just a an egotistical thing at that point yeah what yeah i really didn't like him and i highly recommend watching the interview to get like i was gonna try to like write out some of the script but you need to see him to fully get how fucking annoying it is yeah. it's, it's like it's like peering into the mind of like a literal psychopath yeah um it's really cool though so the the channel has like a bunch of different interviews with like uh everyone from like oh gosh who was it i think it was like a school uh the school shooter from i don't even remember the name i'm so sorry but he was a school shooter and they interview him and uh he was like right off the bat claiming like uh like he was mentally ill and all that stuff so but they break down the video of like every moment he thinks that no one's watching where he's like he snaps out of it and all this stuff so it shows that versus someone who is genuinely like mentally ill and it just analyzes it and it's so cool seeing like who's acting and who's, and who's genuinely yeah because it's not like something you can just turn off it's not like yeah exactly yeah so uh this guy is a re- uh, the steven guy is another really good example of someone who's like acting like he's acting like he's in this like state of shock where he's like what is it called like a ca- catonic state or a yeah. catonic state 
where he's acting like that but then as soon as his mom comes in he's like oh hey mom yeah back like, to normal like girl, everything's fine girl. like what a fucking moron also that makes me so mad like obviously like right off the bat it would be him oh i have a master key and just steal people's underwear but i didn't murder her what? yeah no seriously they um they kind of knew from the second he started talking to them because he was one of those like overly helpful like wants to insert himself in the investigation kind of thing like yeah even though he didn't really have anything to offer up so he's like oh lauren's like my best friend and they'd be like oh when was the last time you heard from her and he'd be like oh like, never five days ago yeah and they asked him like what kind of things they would talk about and he's like i don't know the weather <laughs> like like wow you're really best friends yeah <laughs> you're so right what a piece of work yeah he really bothers me. I highly recommend watching it so you, you can also be bothered with me. I was like, I'm going to have to because he's, he's like making me really mad and I'm really annoyed. I figured. <laughs> Fuck. Um, but should we get spooky? Get spooky? Yeah. I guess so. It. Um, so I went, I know I did an episode like this before where I talked about haunted roads, but we're doing it again because there's a lot of fucking haunted roads in this it's world. It's our podcast and we'll do what we want Not to. Exactly. <laughs> um so we're gonna start with uh the street with no name that's already spooky right it's already sounds like a really fucking fun time um so this haunted like street road is located in annandale which is the in the state of south of new south wales australia um i didn't know they had states in australia apparently i didn't think of that wow (laughs) yeah i'm pretty sure australia is divided into like four five four I know there's like I don't know. Not You're just an island. Suit. I'm sorry. I barely know how to get to Toronto from my house. Okay, <laughs> like if you tell me north, I'm not going to go north because I have no idea where it is. Absolutely, we go left and right in this house. Yeah, <laughs> still puts left hand up to know what's left, like little L. <laughs> I, I pretend I'm writing to figure out which yeah. one's my right. Hand. That too. Like what? Oh, we're <sighs> fully formed adults, if you could believe it. Yeah, uh, I'm very very intelligent i use my yeah no we're not we're not even close no no i'm sorry holly but (laughs) (laughs) we we were like far off that that tree like we're so far we're like i was gonna say we could try but at this point can we (laughs) i think it's better this way it's more fun you know what it's fine we're cute and we're funny what else do we need (laughs) exactly nothing more money that's it (laughs) that's it that's it um so apparently like according to like residents and locals they say there's something evil that wanders the road at night again like with the most haunted spot ever this is one of them but it is said to be one of the top haunted roads in the world so it really isn't like called like street with no name like there's no sign that says that but it has like no name like literally there's no name to the street so that's what people have been calling it for years the street with no name okay gotcha yeah um so the street like road is basically overgrown and sits right beside a rail viaduct which is basically like um a bridge for trains yeah um and then there's like a park that surrounds the rest of it which is called jubilee park uh so now there's a legend tied to the street with no name as any good old classic haunting um but according to this legend six children were murdered along this road over like a span of years yeah um, so now some investigation was done into these claims by the Andy T channel. Um, and three of the six actually did happen, but the other three haven't been confirmed. Um, but paranormal investigators and mediums state that there was actually six children, not three, but there, the, there is three on record actually happening. Wow. 
Um, so according to his investigation, in 1968, a body of a three-year-old boy was found just on the edge of the street of, with no name. Uh, this boy was named Simon Brook. He went missing from his home um, on Alexandra Lane in Gleb. Probably pronouncing that wrong. It's, Gleb? That's little, it's G-L-E-B-E. Gleb. Glebe? Glebe? <laughs> Gleb sounds cooler than Glebe. Oh. I don't know. I like them both. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like I have to say it with an accent, too, but I'm not doing it. Like um, an Australian? I would love to hear your Australian accent. Fuck that. No. I am not being made fun of for the rest of my life. There's other things you can make fun of me, and I'm not going to add to that list. Um, so... He was taken from his home between 11.30 and 12.30 p.m. He was playing in the front yard of his home um, when he went missing, but his dad recalls seeing him there at 11.30. Simon was found... Wow. Simon was found the following morning um, at the street with no name, which was just a five-minute walk from his home, apparently. Oh. Yeah. A guy named Derek Piercy was detained for another murder in 1969 of a 12-year-old... Um, of 12-year-old Yvonne... And it was said that um, it was linked, like, they tried to link him to Simon's murder, um, mm-hmm. but it was, like, never confirmed, and they were never able to actually link it. So Simon's murder is still unsolved today. Um, eight years later, on July 9th, 1976, a 12-year-old boy, Gary John Berkmeyer, was found in the same manner, pretty much. with ex- He had, like, extreme head injuries. Uh, he was also murdered on this uh, name with no street. Wow, name with no street. A street with no name. <laughs> I love that. I swear I'm sober. <laughs> um, back to me being dumb. Um, <laughs> uh, I do this shit all the way. I always say crew crime. Crew crime. Crew crime. I don't know why I can't say true crime. It's I just, just... It's too words hard. Words are hard. Yeah. Um, so then seven months later, on January 30th, 1977, another, another 12-year-old boy, Wayne Spencer Nixon, was found in the exact same spot but with multiple stab wounds. Now, someone was arrested for these two murders, Mark Gregory, who was 17 at the time. Um, he was first arrested and charged with Wayne's murder, but then was it was connect, he was then connected to Gary's murder. So Mark was found guilty on on both uh, Gary and and Wayne's murders, but was given and he was given two terms of life imprisonment on March 30th, 1978. So those two were technically solved, but still yeah. two more dead boys on this road. Um, apparently this area has history of murders going unsolved, sort of like kind of like a body dumping ground, unfortunately. Um, one of these, apparently there was a story of a girl being found in a car park in the late 1970s. Um, and the police had determined that she could have been one of Sydney's first satanic murders when that whole thing was like a thing. Um, in 2000, Reginald Thomas Maven, he was homeless and used the street with no name as a resting ground for one night. Unfortunately, that night he was bludgeoned to death. His death also remains unsolved, like his murder. Wow. Yeah. Do you think it's like, is it like a wooded area where it's like just a good spot for people to go out there and kill? Or do you think it's yeah. one person? I don't know. I feel like it's, I feel like it's more than one person. Mm-hmm. And... um I think it's just a good spot. Like, I know it's kind of, like, a little bit remote. Um, yeah. Like, currently now, you can't... It's hard to get to it because it's all locked up and stuff like that. Like, you can't yeah. drive down the street. It's not a road you can drive down. Oh. Yeah. That's so. even creepier. Yeah. <laughs> right? And, like, there is a park, like, right beside it. And it's all foresty in Australia. Yeah. So... It's kind of like... um 
the highway of tears in canada where it's just like it's just trees man for like saying it's good real estate for but it's it's a good dumping ground you know it is yeah unfortunately it is um so apparently the street with no name is hard to access as i just said um it's pretty much fenced up and like locked up i'm not sure if they just had like too many visitors and they were just getting sick and tired of it um however for those who can get access it is said to be like when you get there it's all very overwhelming and you feel like immediately terrified like it's just a bad vibe altogether yeah noises and strange objects such as like orbs have been caught on both evps and photos temperature changes have been confirmed to be a thing i mean like you're outside so that could also be it (laughs) but like um what i was like picturing when someone was like saying that the the temperature had changed they're using like one of those like temperature readers whereas like the one side's like normal and then you see like a cold handprint or something like that like i think that's what they're referring to um dogs are said to start acting strange if brought to the area as well um where the 12 year old boys were found people have reported hearing footsteps around that area and there's like no one to be found um under the train bridge um there's like these ovals built into the actual like structure of that bridge okay and people can like rent those out so those ovals yeah like it doesn't go like straight through like the oval like stops and has like a back wall to it storage yeah so it's done as like storage and they have like a fence part so you can like rent out out it's really it's weird like the city was like how can we make money off of every ounce of this fucking place yeah literally (laughs) um so you can do that and like rent these these parts out one of like um the one of the people that had rented one of the places out um say they always like felt creeped out when they went there and they hear like footsteps all the time that's one big thing is you always hear footsteps when you go there and there's like no one around you so yeah that's the street with no name i love it like right it's creepy i love it i mean australia in itself is kind of creepy because you have like (laughs) scary animals and like what is it like 72 of the most venomous snakes or something live in australia i mean i want to go for that reason (laughs) why because i'd never get to see them here you can google it i mean fair but like Like, it's different i want to do i follow this guy from thailand and he uh not him but he he has like a sanctuary mm-hmm. and him and his one buddy i don't know if they still do it but they used to do like guided tours through the jungle mm-hmm. and they're like experts and they'll just like randomly grab a snake from the bush and be like look at this snake and i want to do that and like, i one. don't fuck with this at all no have fun with that my <laughs> Me, cousin who like barely survives a weekend of camping <laughs> i was gonna say you like fell up a hill and then back down a yeah. hill and then yeah Oh, and they do it at night, too, so, like, I'd for sure die. <laughs> See, like, I would still go, but I would fucking cry the whole time. That's the only like way you can get me vibe. to cry. There you go. Let's go. Oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> just go to Thailand. Yeah, just go to Thailand and see. This took animals. such a turn. Um, I was going to say something about the story, though, that it, it reminded me. So, one time uh, when I was in my youth, um, I may or may not have broken into a cemetery to do a Ouija board in Ottawa. Hell yeah. And... Um, we like just started doing it and we heard this like chain dragging in the distance like it sounded like a metal chain and we started freaking out like we were like packing up ready to run and then off in the distance i just see like a groundskeeper <laughs> just like fuck <laughs> fuck he probably like purposely carries chains around just to like just to fuck with people, people like us yeah. yeah and we we definitely still laugh I'm, like i can't do it anymore i already shit myself like <laughs> like i'm done this is not fun for anybody <laughs> that groundkeeper's probably just like lol <laughs> yeah so we're gonna go a, a 
way i guess would it be north i don't know directions we're going to ireland that's where we're going yeah <laughs> yeah that's where we're going um so this is the road here i don't know what direction i think it's north <laughs> i don't i'm going from australia I'm like i can't think up up we're going up up to the left a bit i think if you're looking at a flat map are you looking at a flat map yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, yes, I, the I'm world thinking, is like, round and circular. You would just go like straight. No, you would just like. In, I don't know. You, would you fly backwards? Or, I don't know. Uh, Man, someone's going to think about geography. I know someone's going to think I'm like a flat earther, but I'm not. I'm just looking at a flat map. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking in my head. Okay, guys. Globes are just too complicated. <laughs> Life is just too complicated at this point. <laughs> my dad's going to listen to this, and I'm going to get yelled at, and he's going to be very disappointed. He knew what he raised. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, Dad, this is your fault. <laughs> Um, so we're going to talk about the dark hedges in Northern Ireland. Uh, so this road is located near Balmoni, Balmoni. I looked this word up before and I don't remember how I pronounced it. You worked it. it. You looked it up like 20 minutes ago, girl. (laughs) I don't remember it. I'm sorry. Um, so in County Atrium, Northern Ireland, this road is hella popular for tourists to go visit. Um, just because it's also like extremely like a very pretty road to take photos in the 18th century the stewart family planted um beech trees beech trees sorry um on each side of the road so it's like those old like oaky looking trees it's really fucking cool um so it would lead to their the entrance of their mansion grace hill house which is like now like a privately owned golf club um of course yeah uh so these trees are still there but now they've kind of like on they're on either side of the road but they've branched up and like intertwined with each other so it looks like an oh arch. is that why is that what you call it dark hedge hedges yeah yeah that's it's, cute. Like it's that. really fucking cool um so as i said it's an extremely busy spot to see this like natural phenomenon going on uh even the show game of thrones shot one of their episodes there or like one of their scenes there um so did like the 2017 movie of transformers which i don't know which one it was Um, (laughs) there's so many so many it's one of them some have megan fox some don't i don't know (laughs) i don't know i stopped watching so (laughs) it's like the the fast and the furious movies like stop making movies. oh god um so i saw almost in a row one tweet said that they were like wrapping it up and i was like no way and then like two tweets down it was like vin diesel says his character is getting a spin-off and someone's like it's never gonna end it's like the song that never ends but you want it (laughs) literally (laughs) We want it to end. Um, so especially with it being like the game in the Game of Thrones episode, you know, people are going to show up there. Like, yeah, it's a thing. Um, but it's also popular because duh, it's another top haunted road. Um, so this road is apparently haunted by a gray lady. She is seen just like silently walking or like floating, I guess, down the road. You should do a whole episode of just like colored ladies. You right? know what I mean? Like, I want to like be the, the gray lady, the red lady, the purple lady. We can call her like uh martha let's call her martha <laughs> Deal. like we should just give these people names instead of gray lady that's so sad but yeah. all of like the freaking guys get like names it's only the and they're women. always like something like extra spooky like the yeah. i don't know the haunting guy you that's know so spooky <laughs> I'm fucking tired. so spooky holly <laughs> it's better than gray lady okay it's, anything's better than gray lady um but she goes up and down the roadside and then she'll vanish when she reaches the last tree at the end um so people have like slowly followed her up and down the road basically um it's like like i feel like she's like caught in a loop like she just keeps doing oh yeah 
Um, so some say she was a maid in a house near um, the road and died under like very mysterious circumstances. Um, others have said that she is just like a lost spirit from a nearby abandoned graveyard. Um, and this graveyard is like on like near like of the course. edge of the road. Yeah, of Absolutely. course. Um, it's also said that on Halloween, the forgotten souls from this graveyard will join the gray lady on her walk down the road, which I think is adorable. That sounds amazing. Right? They just don't want her to be alone on Halloween. That's like a perfect Halloween. Yeah, right? So you imagine like showing up to this road and it's just like a party of ghosts. We should go to there on Halloween. We'll dress up as ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like the sheet ghosts. We should. We would fit in so well. I'm so down. Yeah. <laughs> Can we please? Someone's going to like kick us out. Um, <laughs> So in 2015, Gordon, who is a photographer, journeyed out to the dark hedges to get some photos. And when he got home, he was checking over his photos and noticed something odd. And one of his photos, he caught a wispy gray shape in the center of the photo. Choking on my fucking tongue. (laughs) (laughs) The first time the gray lady has ever been captured on film. Um, So Kevin McCauley, who's also another photographer, um, was interviewed about like his opinions on it. I guess he's like a good photographer like renowned in that area expert (laughs) i guess so um he said that the um the photo is like legit and there's no way that it's like digitally enhanced like it's like i've seen it is a creepy photo it is very fucking creepy but do you have it i do so she's that's the first time and the only time she's ever been captured on film wow and but like the place is hella cool like i just want i wanted to talk about it it sounds really pretty yeah so pretty like people do like wedding photography there and shit like that even with the haunting can you imagine getting a ghost in your wedding picture that'd be (gasps) sick you want to get married on halloween let's go to ireland i do do. actually i've made a compromise with my mother uh not on halloween because apparently it's bad luck but around halloween do it oh Halloween. no do the 30th can you imagine if there's just like no other date and it has to be on the 31st just do it anyways it's not bad luck it's good luck that's what i said at least good luck for me I'm yeah a great time like it's your wedding do what you want exactly um so the next road and the last road we're going to talk about today is blood's point road amazing yeah save the best name for last right so blood's point road is located between fairdale and pearl road in bone county illinois wow yeah this place sounds made up and that's what i thought too i was like looking at the, i'm like this place cannot fucking exist but it does um so it's in the u.s of a um so apparently locals like to avoid this road saying it's not just terrifying but also dangerous road to be on just because of the amount of haunt like hauntings that have happened um so even traffic signs around the area don't list the full name it's listed as like bl point road oh. like it's like some type of like curse like if you say it then like you're fucked basically um so the road itself is named after the blood family who lived there in the mid 1800s i feel like they're probably vampires yeah um the biggest urban legend that surrounds this road was that a bus filled with children slash teens were returning from a party in the 1950s or 60s um i'm not sure if it was like a halloween party but apparently the driver was dressed up as a clown so i was like maybe it's a halloween party who knows <laughs> or if it's like one of those kids parties with you get like the creepy clown the clowns just like driving the driver yeah <laughs> um so the bus ended up swerving while they're on a railroad bridge on bloods point road and they ended up plummeting to the tracks below there were no survivors there is no record of this bus crash happening which is really interesting to me because i feel yeah. like if there was like that many lives lost especially kids it would be i feel like, like be on a newspaper or something exactly you know? exactly 
However, people have reported seeing a disfigured clown, a clown crossing the road, and oh. he's like crawling across no. the road. I'm not even scared of clowns, and I have like a chill up my spine yeah. picturing that. I would never yeah. be able to sleep after seeing that. So I'm not scared of clowns, but I don't like the ones that are like scary on purpose. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that bothers me. I don't like that. And I feel like oh. anything that's disfigured and crawling towards you yeah. in the middle of the night with like blood all over it would be terrifying. Whether it's a clown and then or add not. clown makeup to that, and it's just like it just doesn't sound I'm like a good time. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a good time. Um, so people have also heard the sounds of children giggling. Oh God. on this road yeah if you stop at the spot on the bridge and put your vehicle in neutral it will slowly be pushed across the bridge people have put baby powder on the front and back of their vehicles and kids handprints <gasps> will show up oh my god that's so these, terrifying also genius yeah i never all, thought of that i feel like these kids are like trying to like make you safely get across the bridge oh which is like really cute first i was terrified now i just i'm sad <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> So another legend is that Arthur Blood, his kids had befriended a lady in town. Um, Arthur found out who this lady was and refused to let his children be around her because it was rumored that she was into witchcraft. Mm -hmm. Um, When she found out, apparently she did a spell and unleashed what is called the winter from hell. This killed all livestock. Fires were randomly started and people started dying from diseases in town. Now, his kids were like, fuck you, dad, and still hung out with her because she's a badass witch. And they were like, yeah, Yeah. we're going to hang out with her. Um, And once he found out, he ended up hanging both of his children along with (gasps) this alleged witch. Oh, my God. His own kids? Yep. Um, They were hung from the Bloods Point Rail Bridge. So that's the same bridge that bus apparently crashed on. Um, He ended up burnt. Well, well, the bus crashed way after this happened, but it's the same bridge. Um, so he ended up burning the lady, um, her like remains, but then buried her at Blood Point Cemetery, which is located on that road as well. Yeah. Um, people claim to hear voices at the cemetery and it's also said there is hellhounds being seen and heard at the cemetery. Yeah. Um, along with your regular like ghosty sightings. Um, now again, there isn't any reports or anything stating this happened of like the hangings or like the blood children being hung um however there is a record of unexplained fires that happened to the bloods family farmland around this time so that's the only record yeah right (laughs) (laughs) he's just mad that like the sun was like burning his crops so is there anything missing from this haunted road hold on we have witches we have hellhounds we have murder we have scary dead clowns yeah (laughs) we have a bus of dead children what are we missing do we have I think we got it all demons do we have a demon an alien we, i mean at this point i feel like there's probably aliens like we got no choice that's it that's the only thing that's missing this, right this now is, you saved the most haunted of roads for last yeah i did so there is another legend according like that's related to this road um it's a spirit named buella her legend says she hung herself and her kids oh. at the bloods point bridge so this bridge has has seen it has seen its fair seen share of death shit, man yeah, yeah. Uh, there's no real reason why she did this um but people have reported seeing her or some type of lady walking down the road it's said that she's almost decomposing and it smells it smells like extremely bad and when people see her they like get physically ill like they actually get sick but they can't look away from her like they're almost like in a trance oh that's so creepy yeah 
So, like, you'll be, like, throwing up, but, like, you can't look away from her. Oh, God. This is another one that's giving me chills. Yeah. This robe doesn't sound fun. And now I know why no. locals never go down Can you go back it. to Ireland? <laughs> yeah. Let's go back to the pretty bridges. Yeah. We have Halloween trees. parties. And- yeah. Ghosts sound a little bit more friendly. Yeah. This one has a decomposing lady that makes Wait, you sick and a, and a cl- oh, clown. God. But yeah. So I understand why locals avoid this road. Yeah, absolutely. I don't blame them at all. I Google mapped it and there's like people that live on this road and I'm like can you imagine couldn't be me they just open their like their door one night and they just see a clown and they're just like fuck i'm just shut my door god again (laughs) god damn it wow that one was that's an experience yeah (laughs) like i want to add it to the bucket list but at the same time i don't know about that i've had enough hangovers in my life i don't need to like just make myself sick for no reason you know yeah absolutely and like i don't want to see any of those things that are there to be honest i'm i'm back in ireland still yeah that's the one and like the one we're going to and like children giggling is just a whole other level creepy (laughs) disembodied children giggles yeah like you you were in a bus crash and you're giggling why are we giggling like i don't know why this isn't fun anymore no this is not fun but yeah those are the three haunted rows i really like okay so i didn't really like that last one but it's creepy as fuck the creep factor yeah yeah i had to add it in because the other two are a bit more tame but yeah we were having too much fun yeah to just go yeah (laughs) just go and shit i had to ruin i had to ruin it i'm sorry well that was fun i hope you guys enjoyed that let us know if you did let Um, us know if you're traumatized like me yeah i hope i did i did well um so our instagram is a spooky hour podcast you can find us on twitter at spooky hour and our gmail is our email gmail whatever the spooky yeah i'm gonna fuck up one of them uh the spooky hour podcast 666 at gmail.com that's where you could send us spooky tales yeah we said we were gonna put one out and we will we promise we just just keep sending us them it's fine yeah (laughs) we'll get to it it's like summer now so yeah we have time we're chilling yeah we got time and with that we hope you're chilling you have a great week and things are beautiful and nothing hurts yeah <laughs> that too and no creepy <laughs> clowns spook- no creepy clowns yeah stay spooky okay, bye bye, bye.